If you like your doctor, you can keep your doctor. If you like your private health insurance plan, you can keep your plan, period. If you are among the hundreds of millions of Americans who already have health insurance through your job, or Medicare, or Medicaid, or the VA, nothing in this plan will require you or your employer to change the coverage of the doctor you have. We have to pass the bill so that you can uh, find out what is in it. Find out what is in it. This is America's Healthcare Challenge on News Talk 1290, News Talk 1290KOIL.com, and the News Talk 1290 mobile app. America's Healthcare Challenge is produced and sponsored by E.D. Bellis. Now, here's your host, Sean McGuire. Welcome in to America's Healthcare Challenge, everybody. Just in case this is the first time you've ever listened to this show, my name is not Sean McGuire. This is America's Healthcare Challenge, the most listened to radio program, all about the changes in healthcare and the insurance industries changing with the healthcare climate. My name is Matt Barrows. I am normally the producer of this show, so uh, I am not Sean McGuire and I am not Alan Hager, but I am nonetheless excited to be able to host the show for them today. But they will be in 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 the program. They are on both on the road on this beautiful Memorial Day weekend, so we will have them. Sean will be joining us here in just a minute, and Alan will be joining us near the bottom of the hour. So. Please stay tuned. We have so much to talk about. I mean, it is just, it's crazy the amount of news that has been coming out in the last couple of weeks. Uh, The major changes coming to you if you have a personal plan uh, with Blue Cross Blue Shield. So that's one thing. Uh, If this is the first time you've ever heard this program, we sure do appreciate you listening. I encourage you to share your thoughts, your opinions, or your concerns with us at any time. If you're listening to this show and you've got a healthcare story that you'd like to share with everybody here uh, on the show that listen, uh, we really encourage you to call in and let us know what's going on with you and your healthcare and your experiences out there. The only we only have one rule, and that is that you explain your position with facts. And the number to reach us here during the hour is 402-342-1290. That's 402. 402- 342-1290 or 1-800-577-1290. That's 1-800-577-1290. So on this week's show, we're going to be covering a lot. First out of the gate will be an update on the massive increase. That's what I alluded to that just a second ago. We have a massive increase uh, for, by a local insurer here in the heartland, Blue Cross of Blue Shield of Nebraska, according to a World Herald article announcing a 38% increase That's right. You heard it correctly. A 38% increase for you, the individual. And joining us here to talk a little bit more about that, like I promised you, is Sean McGuire. Sean, can you you hear me? It's kind of hard running the machine and uh, running the board and doing all this at the same time. Can you hear me there, Sean? You're multitasking quite well, my friend. It sounds good and great to be with you. Sean, I appreciate it. Sean, it, you know, the uh, one of my favorite ladies in history, Margaret Thatcher, once said that uh, the problem with socialism is you end up running out of other people's money. And it seems like we're already starting to run out of other people's money. Is that why are these increases uh, that Blue Cross Blue Shield is getting ready to uh, to levy on folks? Why are they so large and what's driving these increases? Well, this is really a massive year, Matt. Thanks again for having me here and uh with election year it's going to be interesting to see how these all affect that climate i'm sure we'll get into that a little bit later but one of the reasons why uh, the increases are going up so much is is it's really threefold number one we have a uh, a law the affordable care act which is passed now six years old it seems to be from a policy wonks perspective such as myself uh, the gift that keeps on giving because there's always changes and challenges coming down the, sh- uh, the, the the road, and that's why we obviously call the show America's Healthcare Challenge. And the reason is the Affordable Care Act, six years old, huge history, cost a lot of money, and there was a we- the reason they had to get it uh, through is uh, they had to be able to somehow offset these costs. And one of the things that they did was uh, levy a tax on insurance. Uh, the insurance industry was one of them. Those costs got built into premiums in 2014 and 2015 and continue uh, to still be there. The main issue 
that's driving it this year is uh, a thing that we've covered exclusively on the show many times, which is uh, the 2017 being a major year, and that is because there were some protections built into the Affordable Care Act to pay insurance companies like Blue Cross Blue Shield and others uh, to offset the cost of the first few years of these uh, exchanges uh, because they were knowing that they are going to have probably uh, sicker individuals. Uh, the, the main key for this whole thing to work is attracting young, healthy individuals into the program. Unfortunately, it clearly has not, and the 38% increase on a product that's already incredibly expensive isn't going to help that uh, at all either as far as attracting younger, healthier individuals. And that's kind of coincides with the second uh, thing that is causing this to go up, and that is there is not enough people signed up uh, for this program nationwide. Uh, I think in Nebraska they don't have probably enough numbers uh, to make the numbers work the way that they had hoped. And the problem is the people that have signed up are more expensive individuals, uh, while, again, the younger, healthier individuals uh, remain um, unchecked. And then the final reason uh, why it's going up is, is just because uh, health care costs continue to be going up uh, at a rapid rate. And so when an insurance company, if you're the healthcare consumer who has an insurance product, goes to receive healthcare services, obviously if those services continue to go up, uh, somebody's going to have to pick up the, the tab. And unfortunately, on all of these things, it's starting to become crystal clear who is picking up that tab, Matt. And do you know who that is? Tell me. It's the American taxpayer and the American consumer of healthcare. I guess it's two people. Uh, it's a double whammy if you're both like myself. And uh, it's really going to be difficult because as an individual myself who has uh, this insurance product, uh, it's over $400 a month. And so my, my premiums are going to go over to 600 a month, which now definitely puts it second place uh, behind my mortgage as the most expensive thing. And I'm a single individual. I can't even imagine what this is going to do to families. <laughs> Couldn't be said better. You know, I was reading you know, this. This isn't this shouldn't be a shock to anybody that's reading this, because I actually I found an article that just that was just written uh, just a couple of months ago uh, in it was in April. I was just a few weeks ago. Excuse me. It was in April. Um, and it said that Blue Cross Blue Shield is the state's largest participant in the Affordable uh, Care Act's marketplace, and they lost tens of millions of dollars in 2015. Again, this is according to KTV. Um, mm -hmm. And some, they're covering some 38,000 people. So this is, this is going to affect a lot of people here in Nebraska. And, you know, to your point as well, an article on Live Well Nebraska said basically exactly what you're saying, which is that uh, the people that are covered by the individual policies are, quote, sicker and use more medical services than individual customers have in the past and more than anyone protected. And you can't say it better what you just said, Sean. I mean, you've got if you're a producer in society, you're getting hit twice. You're, I mean, you, yeah. you, it's just it's unreal. This is this, you know, the, the, the people on the left, the environmentalists and stuff, they want to talk about the sustainability of things and the sustainability of the earth, for example. This policy does not seem sustainable uh, by any by any stretch of the imagination. Now, for somebody who is, say, a consumer in healthcare, you know, what you know, what advice do you have for consumers that are facing these numbers? I mean, the the first thing is you really need to work with somebody that uh, deals with this stuff on a professional basis because it really is getting quite complex, and really need to make yourself aware of. Uh, the law itself, as it, how it applies to insurance, as in, you know, if you're looking for health insurance, understanding how the uh, open enrollment process works, and, and so on and so forth. I mean, that's just to get coverage. But as far as navigating the financial aspects of all of this thing, it's almost created another industry uh, of, of people, uh, Edie Bellis being one of them, the organization I work with, to help people through all of this, because i got to tell you right now, myself personally, I'm going to have to switch plans right now. I'm on the gold plan, but I'm probably going to switch to the silver plan just because, you know, that's an extra $150 that I don't want to have to come up with a month. But you have to understand that by making that change, therefore your deductible is going to go up uh, more as well. So you need to be aware of, of things like that. If you're on an expensive drug, for example, uh, many people do not realize that there are uh, uh, drug rebate programs out there they're kind of a pain to get through but they're worth it because 
you can get uh, some rebates for these really expensive things. And then finally, just continue to, to make yourself aware of other products out there that are, are, are we some people call them ancillary, some people call them voluntary products, but a product like a, a telemedicine, for example, uh, where you could pay thirty uh, less than ten dollars a month for some up some up to thirty, depending on how comprehensive you would like. But then you could just uh, call a doctor, call a you know a, a physician or some or a physician's assistant or, or whoever, depending on your situation. And if you just had something that uh, didn't require didn't require uh, going to the office where they could just call it into the pharmacy, that's a way an individual can save some money because with these high deductibles. Hospitals are starting to, to change their payment policies as well. Talked about this on the show before, Matt. You probably got tired of hearing me repeat this, but it's true. It's the fact that uh, most people's deductibles, especially for family, exceeds uh, the savings account dollars that they have in the bank. And so if they do have a major illness, it's going to be a challenge coming up with uh, the money for deductibles. The hospitals are also facing revenue constraints because contrary to public belief, uh, the Affordable Care Act does cut Medicare reimbursements to hospitals. So they're trying to figure out a way to come up with more money to pay all the doctors and nurses and keep the lights on. And so what we've seen is just kind of a major shift and uh, hospitals are counting on revenue from these people with uh, higher deductibles and they're getting increasingly aggressive in shipping people off to collection. And it's, uh, it's really becoming a, a crazy thing. And coming up next segment, uh, we've got an interview with uh, a producer and an insurance agent in, uh, in Indiana who is, uh, who's going to uh, share some stories with what's happening with United Healthcare, another large insurance company over there, uh, with, with people that made a change. It's something that uh, I could not believe is happening, and it's you're something you're certainly not going to want to miss. Yeah, we've got we, and we've got that interview ready. But you know, Sean, I've just got one you know one more question for you, Sean. And that is, you know, uh, Senator Ben Sass actually weighed in on this as well. Um, he called the request of thirty five percent increase. He called that quote unaffordable, plain and simple. Um, just saying that this massive rate hike follows the trend created by Obamacare. You know, I, I got to ask you. I mean. I'm looking, you know, I'm looking at a TV screen right now with images of Venezuela and people raiding trucks just to get some food to eat. And, you know, I may be, you know, I, I hope I'm not, you know, being, you know, extreme here, but this is what this feels like to me is, you know, you're, you're going to have to start rationing care. You're going to have to start, you know, making these tough decisions because not everybody that's putting in is, is or not everybody that's taking out, excuse me, is putting in. So it seems like at some point somebody's going to have to make some really tough decisions. You know, is there a chance? You know, first of all, is is there a chance that this that this could be repealed because it just doesn't work? Um, is this going to get any better for folks out there who are facing these increases? I mean, what what can people expect on the horizon of uh, of quote affordable health care? Well, I think you know the next five years are going to be really volatile. The ten year implementation. And they got pretty creative, like most politicians do. I mean, you can't call out one side without calling out the other because they all do certain things to protect their power, uh, as in, you know, delaying things past elections and, and so on and so forth. And the major pain in this law and all the cost containment, and, I, and Alan Simpson, do you know that name? He was on the, uh, he was on the program. He was the head of the uh, Bipartisan Fiscal Commission, which was actually appointed him and then Erskine Bowles, who was President Clinton's chief of staff, and a bipartisan committee of people. Do you remember this, Matt, when they, uh, when they came up with their projections for where we really are and what we need to do? Absolutely. Uh, and, of course, nobody wanted to do anything. And he said, he asked them, and he said this on the show, what do you love? And they all said, oh, education, the environment, everybody has their own issue. He's like, doesn't matter. It's all going to get squeezed out by this unsustainable beast of health care because it goes beyond the Affordable Care Act. It goes on to Medicare, which is 10,000 Americans per day becoming eligible. And then it comes on Medicaid, and you can't bring up Medicaid without bringing up the expansion debate, which is a fact is a lot of people could be benefiting probably from this expansion um, because of the, these rates going up. And so 
you know, that's a challenge. But then, on the other hand, you can see both sides of the argument on an issue like that. So, uh, healthcare is 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 the number one issue. Um, it's way more important than the stuff that's catching the headlines right now. And I'll leave it to you to think of which ones they are. But in my opinion, they're absolutely 100% ridiculous compared to what we should be be worried about. Uh, I think Venezuela is a little extreme because. Uh, their economy was more dependent on oil and, and other things, and obviously they have uh, had some out-of-control leadership. Uh, I think the United States is stronger in that we've got so much more. Uh, really, the only thing that's probably going to solve all this is technology um, in healthcare and, and other things. I think that's what's going to uh, hopefully drive the costs down. I don't know. It might actually drive them up more. It's 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 really up in the air. Well. People, Sorry, a long way to not answer your question. Well, people that earn a lot more than me uh, would know the answer to that better than I do. But, you know, Sean, I uh, sure do appreciate it. We've got to jump off to a break here really fast. Not sure if we're going to have you back during the show, but uh, really, uh, really do appreciate it. And, uh, you know, folks, if you're, you know, you, you got to get out there uh, if, and you got to understand this stuff better. So you, you've got to listen to this uh, to this show every week at 12 noon. America's Healthcare Challenge brought to you by Sean McGuire and E.D. Bellis. And if you're and if you're the type of person out there that has a business, maybe a small business, uh, and you need to understand how this is going to work, you know, policy uh, the uh, premiums are going to be going up for small uh, groups too, not as much, but uh, you need to understand this law. And uh, Sean McGuire at Ed Bellows can help you out. Sean, we really appreciate your time. Thanks. Are you a business owner seeing your bottom line squeezed by rising health care costs? I'm Sean McGuire, and I founded E.D. Bellis Healthcare Consulting to provide health reform consulting so that your business does not get caught off with all the uncertainty in Washington. I was there on Capitol Hill when the Affordable Care Act, otherwise known as Obamacare, was created, and I have read the entire bill. Let me guide you through the maze of the American bureaucracy as you adapt to changing government rules and regulations that will impact your organization regardless of size. I offer custom services, including cost reduction strategies, training seminars for you and your employees, and strategic planning to help you prepare for the future. Regardless of what the Supreme Court decides, this issue is here to stay. Contact me today for a free consultation at www.healthreformexplained.com. That's www.healthreformexplained.com. At E.D. Ballas, we know healthcare. Are you feeling overwhelmed, depressed, or angry? Is your child or teenager acting out? Healing Tree Counseling wants to help. Located at 10th and Dodge, Healing Tree offers individual, family, and couples therapy. Bill and Laura are exceptional at working with children and adolescents. Ask around. They have a great reputation. Healing Tree accepts most insurance companies. They offer flexible payment plans and are confidential. Their personalized service and unique office sets them apart from larger agencies. Visit HealingTreeOmaha.com for more information. Now that you've heard of Sean McGuire and HealthReformExplained.com, maybe it's time for his team to assess your company's situation. We have innovative strategies to help navigate this new maze created by the Affordable Care Act. For more, go to HealthReformExplained.com. You are listening to America's Healthcare Challenge with Sean McGuire. Join the conversation at 402-342-1290 or at 800-577-1290. Once again, direct from the American heartland, here's your host, Sean McGuire. So the one issue that kept coming up in 2013 was, would employers be able to contribute to the premium costs for for individuals on the marketplace. Right. That's a big thing for and, small businesses, too. And, you know, at first the state of the regulations and the opinions out there in 2013 seemed to be yes. And then all of those Department of Labor, IRS, joint, you know, rulings and documents kept coming out to eventually everybody... Well, we were, we were working with two major vendors, you know, of doing like those kind of health reimbursement arrangements mm-hmm. uh, to where the one initially said yes, 
and we got along and like in the fall of 2013 said nope nope it cannot be done and the other vendors still persist to this day saying it can be done and and and, and selling uh, you know the administrative services to reimburse employees for their ACA premiums interestingly enough the one that pulled Is that out Zane benefits <clears throat> yeah the one that pulled out was the one that offered the total audit guarantee you use our services. We'll audit you. You and you, you know, you follow and do what we say. We'll, 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 we'll back you up at an audit. We'll back your employee up at the audit, and we'll pay any penalties. They're the ones that pull. They're out, so they must have realized. They that. Real, yeah, yeah. Zane, they come along and said, you know, if the IRS ever rules against you, we'll refund our fees to you. Hmm. You know, but even after, you know, even after those, you know, the problem about those rulings is, I mean, they're written in such legalese that then then you just get your own lawyer to, you know, try to, you know, make your own And they don't know the context. They're just kind of learning it as they go along. So, but yeah, Zane has continually said that we it can be done, it can be done, it can be done. I guess it'll remain to be seen. Can you tell the listeners a little bit more about uh, this United Healthcare thing? Sure, sure. I mean, what we've had some clients uh, who were with United Healthcare for marketplace plans in uh, 2015, and they switched to a different carrier for 2016. So they went through the marketplace to do that, and the marketplace communicates to United Healthcare that that plan is terminating at the end of 2015. Well, all of the carriers, uh, you know, build some people in January who had moved on. Because the people just made their changes so late in December, the bills were already generated, the bills went out, but then the carrier finds out, okay, there was somebody else, and, and then just dropped the issue. United Healthcare kept billing people, and uh, when people, you know, re- didn't pay those bills because they switched course, insurance, they companies. knew they'd switch their insurance. Uh, United Healthcare kept billing them, and finally this month, United Healthcare has sent letters uh, threatening to turn people over to collection. Um, and and that's just uh, a case of United Healthcare, you know, gutting their service staffs um, and 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 not paying attention to what they're doing. And you will see United Healthcare talk about the 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 problem uh, that they have had with with the marketplace being marketplace problems. They're all bad business decisions on the part of United Health. Which is a worse bureaucracy, healthcare.gov or United Healthcare? It makes you wonder. You know, uh, it's it's been it's been rough at times with with healthcare.gov. You know, the system was supposed to go live in in October of 2013, and you could not we could not effectively enroll people until the second half of December. It took them that long. To, to get their act. Do you remember the apology tour they all went on? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but I then, I mean, we, we, got, we got things, you know, working then uh, and were able to get enrollments done. The last two open enrollments have actually gone smooth. Um, you know, so, so, so that's, that's, that's been positive. Mm-hmm. That's been positive. Yeah, there's just a lot of consolidation, though. Did you see the... Uh, Recently, I think the Department of Insurance in Missouri today said that um, with, what was it, Aetna trying to buy Humana, um, they're basically nixing that in their own state. They're not, their Department of Insurance said that they're not going to allow that. Well, you know, intuitively, the, the more insurance companies you have in a market, uh, the more competitive it is. Um, and, and the more competitive, therefore, the more stable. And that's not necessarily the case. Um, sometimes just to have the economies of scale, it, you know, that'll, that'll make this work, it has to be a large insurance company. Um, but it's not like that large insurance company gets to do whatever they want to do. I mean, they're heavily regulated by the state departments of insurance, and they're heavily re- regulated by, by the, the federal government. Um, you know, it's not unlike the fact it's like, you can only buy your electricity from one one company. Mm. Uh, you can only buy your water from one company. They're 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 just heavily regulated, uh, so that they can't do what they will in the marketplace. So it's not necessarily bad 
that you know there are a few large insurance companies in a state. Um, what's actually bad is when you have a lot of small ones that aren't aren't financially solvent. Like the co-ops. Like the co-ops, and uh, yeah, they can come in and underprice the market. They can screw up everybody's tax credits, um, and then after a year or two, they're insolvent. They go belly up, and they've created disruption for everybody in the market while they're there, um, and then a ton of disruption for for their their customers uh, when when they at the end of the year, end of year oh, saying, yeah. "Hey, you're you're canceled, and you're on your own." And they, the one in Iowa, Nebraska, did that at the end of the year. Like, I think on Christmas Eve day, they sent the letter. <laughs> saying it was yeah merry christmas mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah and they did exactly what you said they out, they were cheaper than everybody mm-hmm. and they paid higher commissions than everybody and then in 2 years they were mm-hmm. they were gone you know i mean the evil insurance companies uh, the you know the the regulations require that they sit on mounds and mounds of cash mm-hmm. and the reason the regulations require that is just so they don't go belly up like the co-ops did the float. yeah that's why this 2017 year is crazy with the uh, reinsurance and the risk corridors and well you know, those payments. Since Congress basically defunded that know, before it's... before they were scheduled to sunset anyway, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, obviously that hurt companies like the co-ops. But it's not going to the insurance companies are not necessarily going to miss that when it goes away uh, because it really wasn't helping them out. Mm-hmm. It was interesting um, that there was a study um, by Kaiser Family Foundation, and they, they surveyed people who have coverage through, through the marketplace, uh, did the same study for the last two years, so they got three years of data rolling through. Um, and then they also surveyed people who have employer-sponsored group coverage, and they asked them about all aspects of their health insurance how much they were paying, what their deductible was, what their copay was, was their network adequate, um, you know, did their claims get paid like they expected, and uh, you know, tried to tried to determine, okay, what what really drives whether people are satisfied or dissatisfied with the Affordable Care Act. Do you know what the uh, the the number one far and away best predictor was? of someone's attitude toward their health insurance under the Affordable Care Act. Hmm. Not anything related to their own individual coverage and the services they'd received from, uh, you know, from the insurance company. It was whether they were a Republican, an Independent, or a Democrat. People forget that this law was what started the Tea Party movement. It's that uh, politically toxic. (laughs) You know, and it it was. I mean, it um, it was pushed through... Um, in in the most partisan way, and it's and it's been a partisan battlefield, you know, since 2010. Mm-hmm. Um, and in one sense, that's understandable. Um, in another sense, it's it's too bad because this is too important of a subject uh, just to be evaluated based on partisan politics. I agree. That's why our show is called America's Healthcare Challenge. <laughs> What's uh? What was your website again for the listeners? So, they... so, so my my website is www.michaelforinsurance.com. So Michael, the number four, the word insurance.com. Um, and I'm Michael Suhaney. I'm a health insurance agent in Warsaw, Indiana, and uh, have been wrestling with the ACA since the beginning. <laughs> You'll have to check it out. I, just your latest blog had more on that Kaiser uh, study. I noticed, so you'll have to check it out. Thanks so much for your time here on America's Healthcare Challenge. Thank you very much. And that was uh, that was Sean McGuire with Michael Sunani from Indiana Health uh, Health Insurance Agent. You know, just bringing you more information about the cost of health insurance to you that is going up, and the benefits you will receive likely to go down. I mean, folks, and at the at the very last segment or last part part of the interview, there you're talking about. You're you're talking about the the Tea Party movement and how its rise came through this through this very 
through this very uh, a law, uh, this health care law, and the, the manner in which it was pushed through in legislation. But we have to pass the bill so that you can uh, find out what is in it. And then all the, uh, all the latter portion where it was uh, challenged at the Supreme Court and the manner in which it was, th- which the, uh, which it was written in the Supreme Court, the controversy there. So you know, this is likely not to go away. Uh, you know, especially when you have uh, premiums rising the, the way that they are. Um, you've got guys like uh, Senator Sass who's, who's, who's weighing in on this. Folks, we've got a lot more today. We're only, uh, we're only about halfway through the show, so keep it tuned right here uh, in this beautiful Memorial Day weekend. I just want to say thank you to uh, all, the, uh, all the soldiers out there, uh, past and present, that, are, uh, you know, that have fought for us and that are, are going to be uh, doing some fighting for us here in the future. And just want to say thank you so much. Uh, for your service, uh, you know, from on behalf of this entire show, uh, God bless you and your family. Keep it tuned right here to America's Health Care Challenge. They say every business should have an elevator pitch. Here's ours. We are E.D. Bellis, a consulting company specializing in healthcare reform, helping businesses navigate the new law. For more, go to healthreformexplained.com. Are you feeling overwhelmed, depressed, or angry? Is your child or teenager acting out? Healing Tree Counseling wants to help. Located at 10th and Dodge, Healing Tree offers individual, family, and couples therapy. Bill and Laura are exceptional at working with children and adolescents. Ask around. They have a great reputation. Healing Tree accepts most insurance companies. They offer flexible payment plans and are confidential. Their personalized service and unique office sets them apart from larger agencies. Visit HealingTreeOmaha.com for more information. You are listening to America's Healthcare Challenge on News Talk 1290, News Talk 1290KOIL.com, and the News Talk 1290 mobile app. Once again, here's Sean McGuire. is really not what we should be measuring. What we should be measuring is the veteran satisfaction. I mean, what really counts is how does the veteran feel about their encounter with the VA. When you go to Disney, do they measure the number of hours you wait in line or the number, you know, what's important? What's important is what's your satisfaction with the experience. And what I would like to move to eventually is that kind of measure. Something out of a bad novel right there. That's uh, old McDonald. Uh, Ronald? No. I can't remember his name. Something McDonald. That's your, that's, your VA, that's your VA secretary right there. Your Veterans Affairs Secretary, appointed by President Obama about 23 months ago. And, uh, you know, like the TSA... Uh, another uh, government bureaucracy gone wrong there, uh, you know, and he, he's taken a lot of heat uh, for, for that this week. Uh, uh, joining me now, Alan Hager, of also of the show. Alan, I had to bring in on that, uh, on that mess because I, I figured if anybody uh, I know would, uh, would want to sound off on a comment, uh, that would be you, my friend. So any, any uh, well, it looks, looks like I may have lost you. Alan, are you there? Well, it looks like we've looks like we've lost Alan. Alan, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to call back in. But uh, that that quote, I just you know, you've you've heard a lot of sound bites over the week uh, of 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 that comment from uh, from Mr. McDonald, the uh, the the Secretary of the VA, who says, you know, hey, we we really we really care more about about how they feel. The experience of going to the Veterans Affairs Building. It's all about how you feel. Uh, Alan, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Oh, man. Alan, you know, I just, I've wanted to, uh, I've, I've had this idea to play, a, you know, a Disney theme music, uh, you know, while you're standing in line, maybe of the Pirates of the Caribbean, and, uh, and hearing Mr. McDonald's just wonderful foresight into how he cares more about how the veteran feels 
uh, on this Memorial Day weekend. If maybe they have cancer and they're waiting, you know, waiting in line, it's more about how they feel as opposed to, uh, you know, if they're getting care in a timely fashion. I, I'd love to hear you uh, sound off on that if you, if you wouldn't mind real quickly. Yeah, so uh, as a disabled vet myself, I found his comments to be insensitive, ignorant, disrespectful, and just completely out of line with anything. Not to mention, as a former Disney College program uh, employee, to say Disney didn't care about weight lines is disingenuous and, and, and ignorant as well. So he should get it from all sides because this guy is a complete buffoon when it comes to talking about uh, weight lines and, and veterans that weight. Now, let me make one point perfectly clear. The, the people at the VA that are on the front lines that give service are doing the best that they can. This is not a conversation about what they do. This is a conversation about what this administration and prior administrations have had the lack of foresight and ability to do. And we should also blame Congress for the lack of of willpower to rein in the VA when they're spending $3 billion on a construction project, for example, in Denver, Colorado, for a 182-bed hospital that originally started off as a $600 million project. Absolutely. I mean, ab- thank you for making that clarification because, yeah, by no means do I want uh, my jest here to uh, sound like a negative towards those that are working in the VA. I've actually had the, the privilege of uh, interviewing a couple of them. Um, right. They are great. They are phenomenal phenomenal people and uh they're angels just like uh just like uh you know any other uh folks that are out there in the hospitals but you're absolutely right they're being hogtied by a situation i mean it, it couldn't have come at a, at a worse time you know you got the tsa going on and then you've got this going on on the other side in the va this is really bad timing uh for this administration all these things kind of coming together right and when you look at this specific uh thing you know you tie this to uh, you know, there's uh, over 20 military men and women every day that commit suicide. Uh, they stand in line waiting on average. I think the last report I saw was an average of six months to get uh, benefits and services for their uh, treatment. Um, you know, the VA requested $800 million more dollars for the boondoggle in Denver that instead of going to build a hospital, they could be taking that money and giving it, you know, paying hospitals outside of the VA system to allow military men and women to go to other organizations. Instead, Congress is hogtied and hamstrung uh, workers in the VA system with new laws that make it more difficult to get people out of the VA system and into private care. Well, you know, I want to make one other point, too, before we move on, Alan, and that's, you know, I really wouldn't mind putting Disney in charge of uh, of the VA system or TSA. You know, I grew up in Southern California, and I remember the year they built the fast track lanes in Disneyland. So, you know, you, you know maybe we need uh, somebody from Disney to go down to the VA and uh, install some fast track lanes so that we can get these guys who need care uh, in there and, and get the care that they need. And quite frankly, I don't throw this word around very often, but the care that they deserve. I mean, these are guys that laid their life down on the line for this country, especially to be talking about it this weekend. You know, I can't be more fired up about it. I can't imagine somebody living in this country that deserves health care more than our veterans and the, and the treatment that they're getting. And, you know, this goes back to the bigger problem, too, uh, uh, Alan, about, you know, about health care and the cost of health care and the, uh, you know, the, 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 the large um, you know, situation that we have that's being pushed on the health care industry. You know, I'm reading from an article right now that we were just talking to uh, Sean about not too long ago, coming from Livewell, Nebraska. Uh, it said that in, t- in the, the Blue Cross said it spent $1.03, so $1 and three pennies on health benefits for each dollar it collected 
in 2015. Now, if anybody out there got a, oh, I'll say like a D plus in business, I mean, you didn't even have to get a passing grade, about a D plus, C minus, you can figure out that if you're taking in a dollar and you're spending a dollar three, that's not a very sustainable uh, uh, (laughs) business model for healthcare. That's not sustainable. And, and, you know, when you look at, uh, you know, and there are other rules that are going into effect that are going to increase cost of health care. For example, the EEOC this week, uh, Matt, uh, filed a new rule on what's allowed and what's not with wellness programs for businesses that they don't, you know, that they don't violate the uh, American with Disabilities Act or other federal laws, um, they've been promising for the last three years to clear the air on what type of uh, wellness incentives are legal and what's not under the Affordable Care Act and the ADA. And so you've got another agency here uh, filing rules that are going to impact health insurance and and, uh, wellness-related issues. And, you know, that's something that E.D. Bellis works with uh, organizations like Wellness Innovations based out of Columbus, Ohio, uh, on working with employers to help lower the cost for wellness programs, but finding ways to incentivize employees to go and incentive, uh, to go get on a wellness program somewhere. Speaking with Alan Hager here, one of the co-hosts of America's Healthcare Challenge here each week, on 1290. Alan, I'm, I'm going to put you on the spot. We've just got about another minute and a half or so before we got to jump off to break. And I'm just wondering, is there anything else off on your chest? You know, you, you're really the, the kind of guy that brings a lot of emotion to this show uh, every week. And, and I absolutely love that about you. Um, is there anything else that this week in the news that you want to get off your chest before we jump off to break here? Well, there are two plans coming out of Congress here relatively in a short time frame that uh, are finally going to introduce alternatives to Obamacare. The first one uh, was a, a, is a piece of legislation by uh, Congressman Pete Sessions out of Texas and a physician, uh, Senator out of Louisiana, Bill Cassidy. Uh, and it's not going to repeal Obamacare, but it's supposed to eliminate a lot of the essential aspects of the Affordable Care Act, including the individual mandate and the requirements for what an insurance plan must cover. Um, The core of it is, you know, a $2,500 tax credit uh, and a couple other things, including flexibility for people, whether or not they get employer-based insurance. That's one plan. The other is not so much piece of legislation as a set of ideas and guidelines from a task force uh, by Speaker Ryan. Whether or not it actually turns into legislation, is I don't know. But it's going to be its own plan, and whether or not it's a piece of legislation, I have no idea. But yet again, I think Senator, or, uh, Congressman Ryan's kicking the can down the road. Well, Congressman, Congressman My, uh, Ryan, speaking of him, he's, uh, he's, it looks like he's in a little trouble right now for his seat there. Looks yeah, like- it looks like he's going to be fighting for his uh, political life here. Uh, in, in, in Wisconsin. So, um, you know, there's more to come on that, I'm sure. Absolutely. But I think this, the silent majority is, uh, is, is on the march right now, and they're, and they're going about it quite silently and, and, and stealthily, but uh, nonetheless deadly for anybody that uh, might be crossing the, uh, crossing the partisan line there. Yes. Well, Alan, thank you so much. Uh, thank you so much for joining the show, and I uh, look forward to seeing you next week, sir. Absolutely. Thank you, and you have a great Memorial Day weekend, and we'll talk soon. Thank you, sir. You too. Thank you. Uh, Bye. Alan Hager there joining us here on America's Healthcare Challenge. I am normally the producer of this show. My name is Matt Barrows. If you're liking me, tell somebody about it. Hey, uh, you know, stay tuned right here. We've got another interview here lined up for you folks uh, to to educate you more on healthcare and where we are at in this situation if you're, a, if you're a worker, if you're a producer in today's society, hold on to your pocketbooks, folks. Hold on to it, because somebody's coming to take it away from you.
Research shows moving is one of the most stressful events in a person's life. But thanks to two men in a truck, it doesn't have to be. They have everything you need to move. A courteous professional staff who will customize your move, which includes a no-obligation estimate, a schedule to fit your convenience, and all the necessary packing supplies. And two men in a truck will help you watch your budget, too. Don't stress. Let two men in a truck handle your home or business move. Go to twomenandatruck.com. Two men in a truck selected Best of Omaha for nine years straight with an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. E.D. Bellis is a healthcare reform consulting company with valuable information that is up-to-date and easy to understand. We have solutions to manage compliance, minimize penalties and taxes, and all other options. Check out healthreformexplained.com. Not only are we going to New Hampshire, we're going to South Carolina and Oklahoma and Arizona and North Dakota and New Mexico. We're going to California and Texas and New York. We're going to South Dakota and Oregon and Washington and Michigan. And then we're going to Washington, D.C. to take back the White House. You want me on that wall. You need me on that wall. You are listening to America's Healthcare Challenge with Sean McGuire. Join the conversation at 402-342-1290 or at 800-577-1290. Once again, direct from the American heartland, here's your host, Sean McGuire. It's time to consult with a specialist and you don't even need a referral. You're listening to America's Healthcare Challenge with Sean McGuire. Hey, welcome back to the show. One of the things I'm a specialist in is being a communication specialist. I used to write speeches for the United States Senate, so I know how to BS a little bit. And sift through all that mess, and you can check out healthreformexplained.com all the time for what you need to know. Hey, let's listen to what our friend Jimmy Kimmel had to say on a really neat segment of the show. Yeah, it worked. It's going to work in a little bit. Jimmy Kimmel, obviously, yeah, set it up. Set it up, And um, what he did is he asked everybody in his audience, he did kind of a jaywalking type of segment and asked, do you like the Affordable Care Act or Obamacare as the name of the law? And here's what they had to say. These government shutdowns have happened before. You know, the last one was in 1996. But the debate on this one is particularly heated because people have such strong opinions about Obamacare. Interestingly... The polls show that most Americans say they, they don't like Obamacare, but they love what's in it when it all gets broken down. It's like, it's like the opposite of a McNugget. So, it's interesting. And when there are complicated issues to study, most people just side with whoever they usually side with. So I decided to conduct an experiment today. We sent a camera crew out on the Hollywood Boulevard to ask people which they thought was better, the Affordable Care Act or Obamacare. Now, as you may know, Obamacare is just a nickname for the Affordable Care Act. They're the same thing. But lo and behold, we found people who did not know that, and that didn't stop them from weighing in on it. Uh, we're talking about health care today, and which plan do you support, Obamacare or the Affordable Care Act? The Affordable Care Act. And what is it about Obamacare that you do not like? Um... I just think that there's a lot of holes in it, and it needs to be revamped. I think it's and you think hasn't the affordable, been thought out. You think the Affordable Care Act is a better plan than Obamacare? Better, but I'm not happy with that either. What do you agree with, Obamacare or the Affordable Care Act? Uh, I'm more sore towards the Affordable Care Act, um, but I'm, all, I'm also there very sympathetic for people that don't have the ability to uh, have proper medical insurance. So the Affordable Health Care Act is still a better option than yes. Obamacare? Yes. And why do you not agree with the Affordable Care Act? Well, I think it's, it's more, it's, it's not really available for, for all. So the Affordable Care Act is more affordable than Obamacare? It, just the name says it all. Right. You would agree with the Affordable Care Act? Absolutely. I, you know, I think it's nice that everyone can afford it, and everyone should be able to afford it, but to force people to pay something and then doctors to make something, limiting their ability to do their job, that's kind of anti-American. Right, so Obamacare is un-American? I think it's kind of un-American to force people. What if they can't afford it? What and if the they want more coverage? And the Affordable Care Act is American. I think it's more American because it allows people to make their own choices on what they want and who they want to work with. Do you agree with the Affordable Care Act or Obamacare? The Affordable. And why do you prefer the Affordable Care Act over Obamacare? I just don't agree with the whole Obamacare 
policy thing that's going on. I just don't agree with it. And do you believe that an informed citizenry is essential to a democracy? Yes. So you disagree with Obamacare? Yes, I do. Do you think insurance companies should be able to exclude people with pre-existing conditions? No. Do you agree that young people should be able to stay on their parents' plans until they are 26? They should be able to, yes. Do you agree that companies with 50 or more employees should provide health care? I do. And so by that logic, you would be for the Affordable Care Act? Yes. What plan do you support, Obamacare or the Affordable Care Act? The Affordable Care Act. And why do you support that over Obamacare? I do not like Obamacare. I don't like anything that has to be forced for everybody to buy. It's just not good. Do you think Obamacare is socialist? Yes, I do. Do you think the Affordable Care Act is socialist? No. Do you believe that Obamacare will eventually lead to gun prohibition? Yes. Do you know that Obamacare and the Affordable Care Act are the same thing? No, they're not. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, you made me look stupid. <laughs> That's what we do. Okay, you did good. 402-342-1290, do you like the Affordable Care Act or Obamacare? <laughs> Which do you prefer? It's supposed to be the same thing, but it, we talked about semantics last week a little bit. There it is. It's big. And I, the thing I don't like about the word Obamacare is is that I think it, it started in a derogatory manner towards our president. That's where the way, And he's adopted it, and I don't like that. I don't like that he's embraced it. But he says, oh, yeah, sure, Obamacare's, and he's fine with it. But, you know, it's called the Affordable Care Act. That's what it's supposed to be called, correct? Here's why it's called the Affordable Care Act. There's actually two different bills that were passed. The one that I threw out there, 900 pages, not 2,700. But the regulations are about 20,000. <laughs> so it doesn't matter. And then a sidecar bill called the Health, Health Education and Reconciliation Act of 2010. And it's about a 25-page law. And that amended the Affordable Care Act. Because it was a, it was what was needed to appease the uh, Democrats in the House of Representatives in order for them to adopt the Senate bill. Of course, they passed it a little bit backwards, didn't go through regular order. You can check out the um, Schoolhouse Rock version of of that because I talked about it in, in my favorite Schoolhouse Rock because you remember uh, when a bill becomes a law. And let's talk about that a little bit, John, because what people do not realize, and you can check out on our website – the president has veto power, and any any change either side is, I think, going to get vetoed by him. Ladies and gentlemen, that was that was Sean McGuire, who can be heard here every every Saturday at twelve noon. We're just about to jump out of here for the day. Uh, I am Matt Barrows. It's been an absolute pleasure bringing uh, bringing this show, America's Healthcare Challenge, to you. I want to thank uh, Sean McGuire and Alan Hager for calling in today. Um, you know, folks. This, this, this has got to be one of the most important issues uh, facing our country today. And you are well served by tuning into this show every single week and learning more about it as it comes along. I mean, folks, even a Democrat like Brad Ashford, our congressman, said that there are, quote, significant challenges with the health care law. And he further went on to say, we cannot leave the health insurance marketplace in this unstable condition where people are losing their coverage. Don't you remember, folks, it wasn't too long ago when that man in the White House said, if you like your doctor, you'll keep your doctor. If you like your health care plan, you'll keep your health care plan. Well, when United Healthcare and Blue Cross and Blue Shield, well, United Healthcare is going out. And Blue Cross and Blue Shield are raising premiums. Folks, those seem like broken promises to me. This has been America's Healthcare Challenge. I am Matt Barrows, your host for this week and your producer next week. Keep it tuned right here on 1290 News Talk.